heard her before. But you've never heard her like this. It's Lena Wynn, unscripted and uncensored. So today we're here with Francine Ayala. Francine and I had lunch. How many years ago was this now that we first discussed this? Two years? It was about two years ago. I like to consider myself a financial educator. Uh, I sit one-on-one with families to really sit down and go over their full plan, whether it be starting off their college savings for their child, uh, whether it's you know buying a new home and they need that extra coverage. But it's doing a full financial analysis that's complimentary just because I want to educate them from the beginning all the way to their retirement. I was a keynote speaker for one of your events yes. th- that you did. Uh, that had to do with women. And I was so surprised, and then actually not really, that there are a lot of really successful, smart, intelligent women who really don't know anything about where they stand financially. Something may happen like a spouse dies, or they go through a divorce, or some kind of big life change when suddenly they find themselves having to figure out how much money do I have? How much money do I need? Right. Which actually is might be the more important question, right. right? And a lot of people don't figure that part out. Can you talk about that? I was in banking for 17 years, just so that you kind of have my background. And people don't like to talk about money. No, they I hate don't. numbers too. Yes, it, it is. And it's just, I understand. But the thing is, they really need to get into that conversation of, you know, what is their future going to look like? Do they have kids? Are they leaving something like a legacy for their children? Uh, what happens if a spouse passes away? I mean, I know, you know, somebody that is fixing their kitchen because that's more important to them than actually getting life insurance to protect their family mm. and not have an estate. Uh, I've talked to other guests about life lessons. Right. And although one of the life lessons is uh, teaching yourself how to live at the moment, enjoying yes, all this stuff. Absolutely. The other thing, however, is there are some instances in life where you should not be living for just the present because right. you've got a future to plan for. Right. So yes, a remodeled kitchen might be nice and great, but you spend all the money on that and you don't give thought to what happens if something happens to you tomorrow. Right. Now, listen, I've known plenty of cases of people who are in their 30s and 40s, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 50s. We're not talking about about people who are planning for their death and they have a stroke mm-hmm. and suddenly they can't work anymore right. or someone in the family has a heart attack and dies mm-hmm. and they leave the rest of the family kind of flailing because they didn't make the plans right. or the husband made all the plans. He's got whatever in his head and really didn't lay it out. So mm-hmm. the wife really doesn't know where she stands. Exactly. So let's say you are a person at home and you want to take control of your financial future. Right. It's so hard to even think about that you can't get started. So what are kind of the steps that that we can take to to start? Honestly, it is super easy. The majority of people that I sit with, I kid you not, and it's just, it's very eye-opening. So I literally come to the house, or if you want to meet somewhere in public, it's completely fine. Basically, I go over the full big picture. So it's cash flow. It's your, do you have any debt? Are you saving for any emergencies? Uh, Do you have proper life insurance? You know, so so we go through this and do a full financial kind of rundown. And then ultimately, the client literally sees, oh, yeah, I'm spending a 
a lot eating out or mm-hmm. entertainment. Which a lot of families you do. You know, and I, yeah, we get that. But you know what? I'm not the one saying it. They're the one realizing it. And but when you like, see it on paper. Exactly. And it's just right there smack in front of them. And it's like, I'm not just going to say, here, let me have your money and I'm going to go put it somewhere and make sure that it's, you know, getting a better rate of return than the bank, right? I'm going to sit down with you so that you understand from beginning to end what you're doing with your money. So I'm going to teach you about inflation. I'm going to teach you how to stay ahead of the market. I'm going to teach you how to not lose in the market. I was in banking for 17 years. So when 2008 hit and millions of people Mm. couldn't retire, guess what? It's because they didn't know how to properly diversify. Mm -hmm. 95% of my people are in tax deferred products only. One of the things I did when I sat down with my financial advisor, and it's mm-hmm. the first time I'd actually sat down with anyone to talk about finances, mm-hmm. I always thought I was really good at saving money. Right. So there are a ton of you out there who put your money in bank accounts that earn either no interest or, you know, somewhere like under 1%. Exactly. I thought I was ahead of the game because my money was in an account that earned almost 2%. So when my friends hear about it, they're like, oh my God, that's great. And then when my guy talked to me and looked through all that, he said, you know what? That 2% actually isn't making you money. And it has to do with inflation. Inflation. You're so not explain that. that. Yes. So inflation is actually growing at 3 to 4%. So is your money making that? If it's not, you're actually losing money. So then so, you've got to make at least 5%, right? To, to be able of the game. To yes. be able to be making money. Yes. And I know I'm not the only one because I've talked to friends uh, throughout this process. Yes. And people who make good money... Mm-hmm who are just good at making the money, but not good at investing, not good at saving in the proper way to plan for the future. Right. I will not name you, uh, but he has a big chunk of money sitting in a checking account. Okay. Which I've been approached with a couple times. And there's products out there that people are not familiar with. If they're not sitting down with the right person, then they're not getting that information. And these are products that are not going to lose money in the market. You know, so those are something that they really got to look into and sit with somebody that knows what they're talking about. I'll tell you from personal experience, I've had horrible luck with stocks. Yeah. Everything that I've gotten into, I've lost money. Mm -hmm. And then I just got so frustrated. I forget about it. And I just didn't do it anymore. Right. Okay. But then there's so many other things that you could be putting your money Mm -hmm. into that are probably actually safer. There are. Uh, Can you just name some of the things? And and the thing is, obviously, nothing is right for everybody. Of course. But what are some of the other products out there that people should be looking at? Right. Believe me, I already know there's going to be some controversy because people think differently, right? Mm -hmm. But there are other products, you know, annuities for retirement, you know, that's long term. People will have something to say about that. But everybody's case is different. So you can't say no, those are bad because you know what? That's not your case. It's somebody else's. There's also things like indexed universal life. It's a life insurance policy, you know, that's not attached to the market. It's attached to indexes. So it's like you can protect your money. Yes. Are there fees involved? Absolutely. Are there fees involved in everything that you do like 401ks? Absolutely. So it's like you got to really look at the big picture because not everybody is going to qualify. It's a life insurance policy. Not everybody is going to um, be able to do it because they need that write off from their taxes for a 401k. So again, looking at the big picture where you're at overall is going to help somebody like me to better understand, okay, where are you now and where do you want to go and how can I help you get there? There's a lot that you can do before you actually talk to anybody because you're going to be asked to come up with this stuff. So I'm going to definitely ask you, what are you paying? What do you have in debt? Because ultimately student loans are are sucking people dry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but I can help with that. Is it something that, you know, I can help lower your payment with? 
There is credit card debt. A lot of people don't understand that there's so much credit card debt out there. And um, the interest rate, if you're getting an interest rate, like that's 24%, you know, we need to look at that. You should be paying off higher interest rated credit cards first. You know, I helped a family who had about 10 credit cards open and I put them on like a debt consolidation program where I'm like, okay, so you're paying all these monthly payments. What I want you to do is focus on the high rate of credit cards first, put a bulk uh, payment there and then pay minimums on the rest. Once that credit card's paid off, then you want to start on your second highest. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And go from there. Of course. Because I was in credit card debt at a very young age. And what I'm doing now by partnering with different organizations is really going out there and talking to the students and their parents so that they get this information ahead of time. I didn't get this information when I was younger. My parents didn't. So now I'm, you know, like on a mission to educate as many people as possible about how to save first and then spend later. And all that stuff actually starts young. I mean, I remember when they were offering credit cards to a lot of college students, everyone was like, woohoo. Exactly. You know, they give you a credit card, Mm -hmm. but then they don't give you education about uh, how not to get in debt. Right. Now, I'd always been pretty smart at saving money and not wasting money. Right. So the things that I was doing, which worked for me until it got to the point where I really wasn't investing it smartly. Right. Was that. Whenever I could, I always paid with credit card. However, I never held a balance, meaning I always paid in right. full. Okay. And what that does for me is it earns me the points and the, of you course. know, all the rewards that I get from using my credit card. Mm-hmm. And I built up good credit, but I never, I was never, ever in debt, which I know now to be what a blessing that is because right. I know so many people who got behind and quickly. Right. Um, and that's for people who are working. Can you imagine mm-hmm. if you have all this credit card debt and then suddenly you lose your job, which has mm-hmm. happened to a lot of people, or mm-hmm. suddenly you have a stroke, or you have a heart attack, can't mm-hmm. work anymore, or the main breadwinner for the family mm-hmm. has some kind of medical uh, emergency situation and then done. Right. Speaking of medical situations, right? medical bills. Healthcare costs, all that is really affecting families. Right. Yes. With a life insurance policy, you can attach what's called a long-term care writer to Mm -hmm. it. So if something were to happen to you where you're out of work for six months, you know, this can kick in to help supplement the cost of you being out of work. And so a lot of people don't really prepare for that. They're like, oh, I'm healthy. You know, everything's fine. But you really don't understand what can happen. Like, you know, if you can't do two out of the six daily activities and you need an in-home nurse or somebody that can help you, like a family member, but, you know, they're not working, then at least the supplemental income can help during that time that you're in recovery. Also, with terminal or accelerated, like, death benefit options, like if, you know, something like a terminal chronic illness then this will kick in that what your life insurance will start to pay out. So you are not putting your family into debt before you know it. Like, you know, mother starts dipping into their 401k, their retirements and all to pay medical costs, medical bills Mm -hmm. when you can actually plan ahead for all of this. So why not, you know, protect your family by doing something like that? I hate numbers. I hate dealing with taxes. I just don't like dealing with it. And so I put it off for so long. Right. And so when I, um, quit my job, I sat down to look about, okay, well, uh, one, obviously, how am I going to make money? Right. Two, what about the money I have now? How mm-hmm. about making my money make money? Exactly. Which is actually turning out to be awesome. It was a hard thing to do to actually sit down and gather all this stuff. It's just like every year or when you do a refire in the house and you right. gotta dig up all this stuff. I hate all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you have to do it. Right. I, I created a, a trust for, for my kids. So it was planning on, you know, if something happens to me. Okay. Uh, who's going to make decisions for exactly. them? Who's going to care for them? And it's not just a, oh, my mom will. Okay, well, what happens if your mom's not around? Right. Then it's going to be my brother. 
Right. Well, and what if your brother's not around? And it's, you know, four or five steps down. So you're doing everything. So I literally brought this and it's just, it literally, at the end, it's preserving wealth. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know if you all know, but Prince didn't have a will or trust. Oh, and not just Prince. There are a lot of famous people who passed away without a will, without a way to disperse their money and take care of their loved ones. Like 50% is going to be going to the state. And it's awful. It's really bad. So yeah. So you have to, you have to make that plan and, and yes. ask those difficult questions. Right. It was it was kind of strange to actually um, sit there and think about if something happened to me medically and I was around, but I wasn't of sound mind and couldn't right. make decisions, who's going to make those decisions for me? Yes. I mean, we, we think about that as mothers. I But I, to put it down on paper so that it's enforceable yes. is something that... It's so important. It's, I'm, I'm, it's liberating, isn't it? And I'm shocked I didn't do it before. I know. I know. Believe me. Being a mom, a parent, I, I knew I needed to protect my son if anything ever happened to me. So one of the biggest things that I realized from the beginning, and I don't know if there's a, if what percentage of women actually do this, but I knew first off I needed life insurance. I didn't know what it was. I knew, I and knew there's what so it many was. different kinds. Too. Right. I, but at work, I knew that. I needed to get the max and I always got the max, but nobody ever told me I needed it. Nobody ever told me you should get this because what if I just mm-hmm. knew. So as a mother, as a parent, I knew. So it's like you knew, right? You just had to protect your family mm-hmm. some way, shape or form. And that's how us women work. We just knew we had to protect them. I was actually just surprised to hear that some women don't know how important it is. And, right. I, I, and it's just it's it's baffling, actually. <laughs> I'm just like, wow. So, well, but very often it's because they've got someone else who's, you're who, right. who they think should be taking care of them. You're right. I met an elderly woman the other day who said she wished she knew exactly how to properly plan it. Like mm-hmm. she wished she spoke to somebody like me ahead of time because she wouldn't have given up all her property to move in with her husband and make a life with him. And then he just 20 years later, just I'm done mm-hmm. and left her with pretty much nothing, like barely anything because he had a really good lawyer. Uh, How sad is that? Don't get me started on the legal system. <laughs> so anyways, I mean, I'm not I'm not, a you know, one of those feminists and it's all about women. It's just I want people to take, you know, control, whether it be, be woman or man, take control of your finances. Make sure you're in on that conversation. Make sure you understand it. And again, take that educational approach. If your advisor is not teaching you, then you need to really look for a new advisor because you really need to understand the full, you know, big picture of how to protect yourself and your family. So, so one of the things that uh, you have to look at is the emergency fund. Yes. Is there some sort of formula as to how how you figure that out? So you should be saving at least three to six months worth of income that you should have in a savings somewhere. So we're talking liquid. Liquid money. Mm-hmm. So this should be, I mean, unfortunately, in a checking account, in a savings account, not a checking account, sorry, put it in a savings account. You should be putting it away so that in the event of emergency, and this is for everyone because it happens, something happens, the car breaks down, the there's a pipe bust in the house. And before you know it, people are digging into their 401ks, their retirements. That's the first thing they go for. You know, I put this money away and I'm doing great. 75 to 80% of people don't have $1,000 in their savings account. Which, I mean, I know those numbers are real, but it's that crazy. just blows my mind when I yeah. hear that. And we're not talking about people who who 
aren't smart. I mean, there are intelligent people out right. there who are pretty much spending as much as they make and not thinking ahead, right? Yeah, exactly. And I talk to a lot of people, so I know. I, I know what they're saying, and they're like, I wish I had this information <laughs> when I was younger. So be out there, tell everyone, tell your family and friends that, you know, it's something that you really got to sit down and, and work on. So know? it's really, um, and uh, this might be another show that I was going to do, is uh, having an emergency plan, the other emergency Preparedness plans. Preparedness plan. Oh, my gosh. You do. Especially you if you live here in California. Do you have an emergency plan for earthquakes? <laughs> I, you, I keep saying I need one. Sorry. Right. Do you have an emergency plan for um, wildfires? Oh, yeah. Okay. We right. live in an area now where it's almost like fire season all year long. Yeah. But it's those things. And I'll tell you what, when you do those things, then you got to think about, well, wait a second. How about an emergency plan for your financial future? Right. Because it's really just the exact same thing is right. that you need to be prepared. When I was working at KCAL and every time there was a big earthquake or something, right. my thought is, oh, I got to get my thing together. So like for the two days following a big earthquake, I'd be like into this, okay, what's my emergency plan? Mm-hmm. What do I need? I went to an emergency preparedness store. It was really cool, actually. It's a lot of cool things. Mm-hmm. I got myself a 55-gallon um, drum okay. for water. You need to find out how much water you need per person in your household to last however many days right. after the thing. So I got this thing. And it's still sitting in the, behind my house with no water in it. <laughs> so if you're going to plan it, you've got to carry through. Right. So whether it's an emergency plan for that, for earthquakes or fires or for your financial future, you really have to sit down, do it, and then follow through. Right. It just gave me this feeling of, okay, now I'm prepared. Yeah. And I really feel like Superwoman that I did all this stuff. Right, right. So, you know, God forbid, should something happen that I, I would feel that, that I have something to back me up. Right. And some people get water bottles, like me. <laughs> A bunch of water sure. bottles? <laughs> yeah. But how long, do, how long do the water yes, bottles last? You have to, you have to, like, within a year. So, like, if it's a year, year past, make sure you drink that water and then buy yourself new cases. <laughs> okay, so my 55-gallon drum, yeah. you put water, you just fill it from the, from the state. Oh, and you know why? It's because when I got it, we, ha- we were in a drought thingy. Oh, yes. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so, I didn't want to fill my 55-gallon <laughs> drum full of water for nothing right. yet. So, that's why, and I kept on putting it off. I got a fire ladder. Okay. You know, for the oh, yeah. for the second floor in case something happens. Right, you know, right. But it's good. Well, it's good except that it's sitting in a box in Mike's storage room. <laughs> well, it's here. So I've got it. Okay. It's here. And then, you know, then you've got to like teach your kids how to use it, what to yeah. do, because you wanna be prepared. You do not want to when there's a fire, oh dang, that thing's in the storage room. Yeah. I also have, and it may be coming up soon, I have gourmet beef teriyaki. Emergency food. Oh. With a shelf life of 25 years. Oh, good. There you go. Yes. And again, you got to check the date on that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm almost dying to try it out to see if it really is gourmet. (laughs) See, when people get life insurance, they put into the closet and, you know, that's it. It's there. They tell her, I tell my family members, hey, my life insurance policy is there. But what if your beneficiary has passed away? So, you know, you definitely want to make sure that you're protecting yourself. There, or you're so. no longer married to that person. Exactly. Or, and you need to update it. Right. Yeah. So that's very important. Part of the estate planning that we were talking about earlier, especially if you have children, right, right is not only with, you know, the life insurance and what you have right now. When I planned it, it also includes everything I might make in the future that I forget about. Okay. So I have language in my plan that says anything that's not included in this, but if I've earned it, if I bought it, got it, will then be inclusive in this. Oh, good. Yeah. And I also made a thing where, like, let's say something happens to me. 
my kids don't automatically just get all my money. Mm -hmm. I'm able to say, at age 30, you'll get this much. Mm -hmm. And then at age this, this, you get this much. And you can go as far as to say, you can get that money if you are current, and then you can lay out conditions. So if you want to make sure that your child is, you know, you must be going to college, right. you know, blah, blah, blah. You can lay all that out. And it's, uh, I mean, I just think it's a fabulous way to plan ahead of time, especially if you're not having these important conversations with right. your, like my kids are too young. I'm not going to have these conversations with them yet. You know what I mean? Right. No, absolutely. But it's not, but it's on paper. When I was young, I always said, and was very independent, I always said to my mom, when I get married, I'm going to have my account, he's going to have his account, and we'll have a joint account. Mm -hmm. And at first, my mom, she's very old-fashioned, and she just thought, what? That's not a marriage. But I did it. Uh, And it's just a part of being responsible for yourself and taking care of yourself. I mean, hey, if you stay married forever, great. Right. But what if you don't? Right. I'm all for marriage and living happily ever after. Just be safe. That's all. Right. It doesn't always happen. Protect yourself. (laughs) I I can tell you when I was looking into this, you can actually look online and there are things that you can do yourself online. It just depends on how... it's just like taxes. You can do yeah. taxes yourself or you might need a CPA if, if you've, right. you've got a lot of stuff yeah. to deal with. And we have that. Like I have something that's very low cost to set up, you know, your uh, will and trust for yourself. Um, but again, it's if you have a little bit more complex, you know, right. issues in there, then you want to seek the advisement of, a, a, of an attorney. Mm-hmm. I'm the type of person like if I can do it myself. Right. I'm going to do it myself. Okay. If right? you do all the research and you're able to do that, <clears throat> then but, yeah. But Looking into it and just knowing everything that's involved, I not only got a lawyer, I got a good lawyer. Good, good. Because sometimes people make mistakes. Of course. You don't want to be in the situation where, you know, you've got your property, you've got your money, and you wanted this to happen. And at the end, because something, a stupid legality thing. Yes, uh, I just don't want to leave it to chance right. like that. And that's exactly, I ha- I mean, I have a friend who's uh, an attorney and he basically said the same thing because you can literally go online, pull a form yep. and just literally log in your information and then get it notarized. And um, and he says, yes, you can technically do that. But if you put any type of wording that is not agreeable with the courts or understandable, then... Everything can just be basically be wiped out. And, and, then, and then it comes down to interpretation, yes. right? You want to be super duper clear. Absolutely. Now, one of the things in my plan is it's just my kids. Mm-hmm. It doesn't include their spouses. Mm. So let's say down the like line, yeah. if my son gets married mm-hmm. and he gets my estate and then he gets divorced, that money is untouchable by the spouse unless he wants to give it to her. You seriously, can, you can put so that. much into it. I'm not even that complex, but thank see, you. but I'm. <laughs> That's I mean, awesome. <laughs> when I really sat down to think about it, because, because why my lawyer, this is just what he yes. does. That's amazing. We very need to see her lawyer. <laughs> um, and that I didn't even think about that. Yeah. But he said, you know, he asked I didn't, me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I didn't even know that you can do that. So that's See? amazing. So yeah. I wouldn't have thought about it either until he asked me. Right. Because mm-hmm. you never know what's going to happen. You never gonna know. Happen. You, you never, never know, know what's going to happen in life. There's very wonderful marriages out there, but there's some very ugly divorces as well. So just be careful. And, you know, <laughs> your kids are angels now. But what if they're not angels when they're yeah. 25 True. Or, or 30 or 20? You know, what if something right. happens to you and your child is, you know, just kind of halfway through college, finds out he's going to get an estate and thinks he can just stop going to school. No, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen with my kids. (laughs) Um, I love it. With 
all of that we're talking about, and not just with the financial part, people think they have time. Yes. And that is a big mistake on oh, many fronts. Oh, time. Let's talk about time and <laughs> compounding interest. <laughs> oh, I love compounding interest. Oh, geez. So when I meet the 20-year-olds and the 30-year-olds and they're like, oh, I'm fine. I got time. Uh, let's talk to the 40 and 50-year-olds who said, you know what? I wish I did this when I was in my 20s. Absolutely. So that is huge, people. Huge. And if you have, you know, children like that are, you know, young adults, let's have that conversation with them now and make sure that they understand the importance of starting now because compounding interest is just accumulating over time. And if like, you know, we go back to the rates and how, how to stay ahead of inflation. If you're not compounding your money, you're losing money. That's huge. When I sat down to do this and I looked at the examples of the same amount of money to invest, the different ways to invest it and yeah. what the outcome was. Right. I really wanted to kick myself in the butt mm -hmm. for not having done this a long time ago. Yeah. Seriously, like if you want your kids to actually be a millionaire by the time they're 30, it can actually be done. They just have to start it soon. Yeah. They have to start early and it can be done. You've got to do it. And you so gotta start. my next step now is actually the kids, you know, have gotten money when they were born and right. a lot of a lot of Asian parents give money for everything. <laughs> Birthdays, Christmas, every single holday has I been need to be adopted money. <laughs> into um, this family. Yeah. So so they have cash. Um and after doing all this, yeah. I cannot wait. My next step is looking okay. into what to do with my kids' money. Of course. The amount that they have now, what we continue to put into it, you know, being concerned about their, their college fund and after. So it's not just college, but helping them prepare for what's after that. I had this conversation with one of my clients, and she she basically said, oh, yes, so we have 529 plans for, you know, our, our kids. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's a, it's a college-saving plan and so forth. And I said, okay, well, what if they don't go to college? And her response is, oh, they're going. They are going. And so, <laughs> and I understand oh, that. you want them as to a, go. As a parent, you know, but ultimately, you know, they have choices and, and especially with these millennials, they, they want to do their own thing, you know, but that money into a 529 plan can only go for college only. So if you're putting money and money and money away and they decide, you know what, mom, I'm going to you know, rebel, and I'm not going to college, then that money can't be taken. I mean, you're going to get taxed on it, of course, if you decide, you know what, you're not going to use it for college. But it's just to really have another plan in place. That's where that other product comes in and saying, okay, I want to save for college, like down the line, how can I do it with it have, without having those restrictions? Right. So it's, there's other options out there. Trust me, there are people whose children, no matter how much they you think they're going to go to college, right. will end up, one, just being a young person who wants to be an entrepreneur and thinking yeah. that they can make money and wanting to make money right. without wasting four years in college. Yeah. Um, or what if they end up going to trade school? Is that right. covered? And what if it's not covered? What there happens you to your money? It's just Perfect. you never know what's going to right. happen. You don't. When I quit CBS, mm -hmm. I got a notice from Prudential mm -hmm. saying, this is how much you have in your life insurance plan. You know, you can roll it over to this. Tell us what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Well, I looked at the rates and continuing with them wasn't going to make any sense for me. Right. No cash value. And I've been here for 21 years. Mm -hmm. All this money that we have paid into this life insurance, mm -hmm. I have nothing to show for it anymore. Right. It's done. Right. And if I wanted to keep it, I'm yeah. paying almost $400 a month 
for the same stupid product that's, right. oh my God, I was so mad to find right. that out. Yeah. And my problem was I really wasn't looking into what kind of product it is. Right, right. So it's important for you to look at it and just make sure that you're getting into something that, that you understand and that you want. Absolutely. Um, Definitely and- have a review of your life insurance policy. And one thing I want to add is is a lot of people think, I'm good. My My life insurance at work is fine. I'm covered. And that's not always the case because if you leave unexpectedly, that life insurance terminates the day you leave. And, you know, it can be a day or two, a week, a month that you have no life insurance and something happens. Again, you do not want to put yourself in any, you know, predicament where you're putting your family at risk. So just have a review. And it's not even enough. So sometimes it's like I had a client who had only 50000 hmm. and they thought they were okay. And I was like, well, let's take a look at that. How much is your house worth? How much, you know, do you want for your kids for college? You know, what is it that you're expecting, you know, to for your family to do later on in life? So it's like really looking at a full plan of how much life insurance coverage is right for you and your family. There's different types of people. There's people that like to be aggressive with their money and um, they can be, but there's other people that just want to be, you know, a lot more conservative. Mm -hmm. And I usually cover the conservative ones because I know how to put their money away that's going to not lose in the market and it's going to grow, you know, them in interest and it's going to stay ahead of inflation. But ultimately, there are people like, again, that are licensed to do the stocks and everything. Mm -hmm. And I personally don't touch that. Will I maybe later on down the line? Maybe. But again, it's one of those like you want to play with stocks and do all that. It's like gambling. I feel like stocks is like gambling. So if you're, you know, willing to do that and put your money in there and by all means, we have I have my my senior marketing director, basically um, Lester Barron, who does that. And that's the thing. Like I tell people, it's like, I'm not, you know, bad mouthing stocks or anything, but it's like, just diversify. Again, I don't bad mouth 401ks. I, I don't. If you're getting free money from your company, if they're matching, then you should be participating because that's free money. But you also have to have another plan in place. So um, but when I sit with people, it's the majority is they just have a 401k or they just have a pension. So let's look into taxes later on when they're in retirement. You know, they're going to be paying taxes in retirement. So it's like, you know, do you want to at least have something else that you're not paying taxes on? Like sometimes it gets really frustrating, but I'm just glad I did it. No, yeah. And good that I did it last month. Right. Right? Yeah. You can put it off forever and it's never actually, never, ever too late unless you're talking about you know, you wanting this huge nest egg when you're done. And if you haven't started yet, then it may be too late. But it's never too late to continue making your money now. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. First question. Okay. Okay. What is your first paying job ever? <laughs> My first job was at Conroy's Flowers. <laughs> oh, what did you do? I was just an associate, like a sales representative where I help people with their flowers and... Like ordering? What yeah, ordering like, either phone or in the actual store. Oh, how old were you? I was 16. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very good. The <laughs> best mistake you think you ever made? My baby boy. Whoa! <laughs> I was 16. Of course, okay. he's God's greatest gift to me, but I was 16 at the time. So yeah. totally not planned. Yeah, not planned. It was an oops. <laughs> uh, and I hear he's doing well now. He's doing amazing, yes. And you guys are like this, We right? are super You're like close. brother, sister. We're, oh my goodness, it was hilarious. We're so close, that's We're nice. very close, yes. That's pretty awesome. Okay, if you weren't doing what you're doing now, what would you do? Like if you could do anything with guaranteed success, what would you be doing? 
<sighs> well, this is kind of like a conversation. I think I mentioned it to you, but basically I, I want to travel the world inspiring other women. Well, but you're kind of doing that now. But not, not I, I want to be like, I want to be out there speaking, speaking. You okay? So yeah. you want to be like, a, like a motivational, a speaker, motivational speaker, encouraging the world them. doing that. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yes. Uh, what is your favorite dive to eat at? Favorite dive to eat at? I don't know. I don't consider it a dive. Well, it's kind of a nicer one, but it's in Covina and it's called Bread and Barley. It is a bar slash restaurant, but it's so good. And what kind of food? Like bar food? Um, kind of like bar food. I mean, they have oh, they have the most amazing uh, Brussels sprouts. Ooh. Oh my goodness! Yes. Okay, I'm liking this. Most How do they make it? Do, yes. Bacon. You know what? They bake it for sure. Very no bacon. Bacon. Oh, bacon. Uh, do they have bacon? I don't even know. But they're so crisp. Mm. So crisp and tasty. Like so, they roast it. It has to be roasted. Okay, then Brussels sprouts. Yummy. I make a good yeah. Brussels sprout. I know. I remember you saying that. I was like, I'm going to have to try these Brussels sprouts. My kids, oh. uh, like, especially my daughter, just doesn't really like, you know, she likes the mac and cheese. and the, you They know, make that there, too. The, you know, so yeah. like potatoes. She likes really starchy stuff. She doesn't okay. like a lot of vegetables. She requests my Brussels sprouts. Oh, so good. But you roast them. In, Do you roast them? Yes, I roast okay, them in roast the them. oven until, like, the outsides get, like, Black and crunchy. Yeah, that's mm. kind of like what they do too. It's mm-hmm. so good. Like, oh my goodness. And actually, very, very easy. Right, yeah. very easy. Okay, if you could ask me anything, if you weren't doing media, mm-hmm. where would you be? What do you love to do? <laughs> I would be uh, like a chef. Oh, mm. nice. Oh my God, I would love to do that. <laughs> I would be a chef. I would be a chef, not in a restaurant though. That's too much. I would actually love to do a cooking show. Nice. That would be fun. And and get people in. Everyone's got like a secret recipe or a yeah. favorite recipe. And I love talking to people about that. And I found that men who can cook can really cook. Mm-hmm. And I love, love, love to talk to people about, you know, their like go-to recipe. Mm-hmm. I love finding substitutes. Sometimes like in the middle of the night, I'm like, oh, I want to make this. And then I'll go downstairs and I'm missing one or two ingredients. Oh, yeah. And I love to being being able to do it anyway. Right. You know, coming with like problem solving yeah. in the kitchen. <laughs> that's that's what I would do. Anything awesome. that anyone would be surprised to know about you? I've right? never been married. Oh. <laughs> yes. That's right. She had an uh an, an unplanned thing happen uh, happen at sixteen, but you've never yes, been married. I've never been married, yes. Does do you like, do you want to be married? Is that something? There are women who, that's like their thing. I know. I know. It's it's something that I definitely wanted. I wanted a bigger family. I wanted more kids. And just wasn't in the plan. So. Mm-hmm. Um, are you still looking for it? I'm open to it, of course. I'm not, like, looking, you know. <laughs> but um, I'm just, I guess, because I'm just so busy with my career that, it, if it comes, it comes. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not like, I did the whole dating thing. Remember I told you I did the whole online dating. Oh, my you goodness. guys, we recorded, we recorded an episode on online dating. <laughs> and I Where? wish you, I wish you could have made it for this. I know, I know. I really wanted to. First of all, it's not all horror stories because I talked to some I people know. who actually ended up marrying the person that they met I know. online. My mom is still with the man she met online. They've been together five years. Well, the person I talked to met on eHarmony. Okay. In fact, eHarmony sent them a wedding gift. Oh, nice. And it was um it was <laughs> it was his second date ever online. The first one he said was awful. Yeah. She looked 
nothing like her picture. Oh, wow. Which yeah. apparently happens a lot. Oh, geez. Just listen to our online dating episode because... Uh, I'm very honest. I we mean. talked to both men and women about the stuff that they've gone through and yeah. they both, very experienced in it, give um, pointers as to, listen, if you really want to be right. successful with this, this is what you should do and, and shouldn't do. Right. I like unscripted and uncensored. I'm like, let's do it. <laughs> 